You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked On Box. I am your host, Kane Pittman. I will be joined by the founder of BrewHoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden, in just a few minutes for today's episode that is brought to you by Audible. Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment. Start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash Locked on NBA. And if you're listening on the go and you can't get to audible.com right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at lockedonpodcast.com slash offers. Now, I will be joined by Frank, but he's not with me right now. As I'm recording, it's 3 p.m. on Friday afternoon here in Australia, which means it is 10 p.m. Central Time over in the States. And I don't know where Frank would be right now. Maybe he's already sleeping. Maybe he forced himself to have some of that uh, apple pie that his wife cooked that he said he's not a big dessert guy. Maybe there's family arguments going on. We don't really know. Hopefully, he's had a, he's had a nice day over there. But yeah, I, I, it's been interesting. I, I missed Thanksgiving. I always, you know, I always miss Milwaukee. Every day I miss being in Milwaukee. I, I love the city. And Thanksgiving today has probably been one of the days I've missed it the most. I mentioned on yesterday's podcast that uh, I've spent the last three Thanksgivings in America and two of those were in Milwaukee and it was a great day. It was a fun time. Even though I didn't have family over there, I was able to um, spend some time with, with some, some good friends of mine that I've made uh, over the years and, and some special people to me. And we ended up uh, all those times we ate a lot of food, we drank a lot and then we ended up at Scafidi's, which uh, you know, for the local Milwaukee listeners, I'm sure some of you know about that bar. I'm not sure whether you like it or don't. It's kind of uh, your, your classic dingy dive there. There's pool tables, there's games. It's fun. So we always spend some time there. So yeah, it's been a little bit weird today um, seeing everyone with the Thanksgiving messages and, and, and not being over there. But I do hope that everyone had a safe day, had some good times with, with family or friends or whoever else you, you may have uh, spent time with on the day but now it's uh time to get back into basketball because i i, I said on yesterday's podcast that it's the thanksgiving break but it's kind of weird because yeah there's no games but the nba doesn't exactly stop they have one day off and then they get right back into it and that one day off feels strange though i mean i probably realized today how much time i spend uh, watching nba uh, and I don't know whether that's a sad thing or not, but today without NBA was weird. I watched way too much football and, uh, it was a different, it was a different kind of day, but the Bucks are going to be back tonight. They take on the Cavs and the front end of a back-to-back. And now I'm going to bring in Frank and this is a continuation of our chat from yesterday. 
And now the Bucks sit in 15 and 3, 18 games into the season, a game and a half clear at the top of the East. I posed a question to Frank. And again, it's it's we've said it. It's all just raised expectations, isn't it? It's like this time last year, as you said, when the record's right up there and the Bucks are up, it's fun and everyone's excited and they're like, "Wow, we haven't seen this before with the Bucks. This is really cool." Now a year later, you've lost in the Eastern Conference Finals, and you're like, "Well, I'm stressed about this and I'm stressed about that." And you, again, you're talking about a, a team that you hope gets to the finals. So, with that in mind, I guess the question I would have for you is. And we get to the, I feel like I want to call it the Thanksgiving break. And it's not a Thanksgiving break. There's one day off, but there's no NBA basketball on the Thursday. So I guess it's somewhat of a break for the NBA. But as we sit right now, as you said, the Bucks 15-3, best record in the East. Do you feel better or worse than you did before opening night about this team's title chances? And that can, that can include everything we've seen elsewhere in the league as well, obviously. Um, I would say better, um, and I think part of that is I think the Bucks playing at the same high level we saw a year ago. You know, again, I think with Bledsoe, Lopez, um, you know, obviously Lopez's three-point shooting hasn't been there, but defensively he's been as good or better as a year ago. Um, Bledsoe, yeah, you know, again, again, Bledsoe could be more consistent game to game, but, you know, again, he, he looks very much not like the guy from the East Finals. Um, and Middleton kind of steady, you know, steady Eddie, Chris Middleton. Yeah. Um, so I think the Bucks, you know, are maybe a little bit better with Giannis continuing to play at, at an even higher level than last year. Role players all looking, you know, pretty solid again. Um, I think some of the flaws guys have, we kind of expected, like, you know, I don't think we expected West Matthews to be Portland West Matthews or something like that. But um, I think the other piece of it is, um, you know, when you look in the East, I think Miami and Boston look definitely better than I expected, but Philly has looked worse. So that's kind of a give and take, right? Um, you might have a, a harder, uh, you know, East semi series than you might have expected, but I think, um, you know, maybe, I don't know. It, it wouldn't shock me if Philly was not the second seed at this point. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and again, they, I don't think they've been terrible. I don't think there's like some, you know, red, red flashing light over them, but um, Embiid not looking better this year. Simmons not looking better this year. The, those were guys that if they sort of elevated their game the way Giannis has the last two years, um, then I think that changes sort of the, the equation for Philly. But so far that hasn't happened. So I think that's a, that's a definite plus if you're the Bucks, just, you know, not seeing, um, you know, a team that's truly scary uh, in the East. And then, you know, LA, like the Lakers, I think probably better than people expected about where you thought they'd be, especially with some of the injuries to George and, and Kawhi's load management. So, um, so I think maybe a little bit, I feel a little bit better about the Bucks' chances, but you know, I mean, it's, it's November, right? Um, there's no, there's no such thing as, you know, like a finals preview game, even if the Bucks played, even if, even if the Bucks face Kawhi and Paul George, when the Clippers come to the, to the, to Pfizer forum, it's still a regular season game. Right. And, it might be a little bit instructive um, just in terms of matchups and thinking through how these teams would, would fit, look like if they played in the finals. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's all so far off that I, I struggle to put a lot of value into, you know, any individual regular season game. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I feel, feel a little bit better, um, but 
you know, I also don't think like, uh, I mean, again, like if I had to pick, you know, maybe the Clippers would be my favorite um, just because of that, that one, two combination of George and, and Kawhi and, and what we know, especially Kawhi can do in the playoffs um, and just the depth they have around those guys. But, you know, again, do I think there's any team that has, you know, a 40 or 50% chance of winning a tie the title? No, I think it's, I think it's more evenly distributed between, you know, the, the top four or five teams. Well, I was, I was wondering when I asked that, whether you were just going to say, I don't think I'm ever going to feel like really good about particular things about this Bucks team until I see it in the playoffs, which I think would have been a fair answer. <laughs> in particular, a couple of guys that we spoke about a lot or a couple of, I guess, facets of their game. But I think from a broader perspective, particularly the other teams, it, it's, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I, I don't think there's anyone else jumping out in the East and, and even a team like Miami that I never really bought because they're, they're relying too much on rookies and people, you know, certainly in, in the, I've seen people in the national media get pretty excited about the heat and maybe there's a trade involved there. It wouldn't surprise me, but uh, the heat have been blown out by Philly and, and, and the Rockets in the last couple of days or the Rockets the same night as the Bucks Hawks game. So yeah, they're, they're going to start to drop off as I, I would have expected, even though they're well coached and, uh, yeah, Jimmy Butler seems to be playing unselfish brand of, of basketball. But outside of that, the Sixers we've touched on a lot. And the Raptors is going to be interesting to see. I mean, clearly, they've got the veterans that have been there and done that now uh, and played a lot of playoff basketball over, over the past few years. The question probably is going to be, is Siakam a guy um, that they can play that MVP caliber level in the playoffs? I'm, I'm not sure. We We don't really know. He hasn't had to do that before. Um, and then outside of that, the two teams in, in LA, uh, health, health is the big thing. You touched on a, the LeBron and AD, are they going to stay healthy? And then Kawhi, is he going to, is he still going to be walking at the end of the season? Like, I mean, <laughs> how, how many regular season games is he going to pl- be playing and what sort of condition is his body going to be in at the end? Uh, we don't know. Like that's a real question mark. So yeah, I think from the other teams around, you feel pretty good about it. Um, and, and from the Bucks' point of view, there's been there's been a lot to be feeling positive about. You've seen Giannis take uh, a, a leap in a number of areas in his game. You've seen Bledsoe bounce back again from uh, you know, a not great conference finals, and now he's bounced back and, <laughs> and he's still the same guy. You know, in the regular season, for the most part, he's playing at a really high level. Uh, you, you mentioned Chris. I mean, he just does his thing. And uh, a bunch of other guys that you add, including a guy like Wes Matthews that you throw in there, now after a couple of weeks is on a nice little streak here and is starting to look like maybe he's going to be a consistent sort of 10-point-a-night uh, scorer. We'll see how long this, this, this run lasts, but certainly at the moment. And a couple of young guys as well. So I think there's enough to be positive about this Bucks team. Obviously the record, but, but outside of that to, to be feeling pretty good. Yeah, I mean, if you can't enjoy... Uh a Bucks team when they're well, 15 the and three <laughs> and you know, they've got the reigning league MVP and he's even better this year. Uh, then, then yeah, then you're just destined to be unhappy, I guess. Um, but, uh, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I get it. I get it. You don't want to get too over the moon cause the goal is a championship, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, the season is too long not to enjoy just winning games, you know? <laughs> so, Enjoy, enjoy wins. Be something to be thankful for. Maybe not, maybe not tonight's game. Maybe tonight's game wasn't anything to get really fired up about. But uh, hey, at the end of the day, winning's winning's a hell of a lot better than losing. And as Bucks fans, we know all about uh, all about the latter. 
Well, do you think so? We, I think we, I don't think we actually talked about it here on the actual pod, but I think we talked about it before we started recording. But uh, it sounds like you believe there's gonna, there's a good chance at least of a Giannis DNP rest uh, as part of this this back to back on Friday Saturday. Is that is that your 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 gut? Yeah, I mean, it, it just makes sense to me. And um, we saw a number of times uh, last season where Chris and, and Giannis would sort of take one night off each. Um, and uh, when you look at the amount of games that Giannis has played year by year, last year he played 72. And I thought it was really the first time we've seen him managed in the right way. I mean, he took nights off when the schedule made sense. And uh, he was able to, to sort of take care of that knee issue that, while it hasn't been mentioned yet, it's something that's just always lingering around. He gets that sort of knee ten- tendonitis issue. So, yeah, I mean, if you had a back-to-back um, at Cleveland was the one that sort of that uh, Justin mentioned. I mean, yeah, it's on the road. And then you're at home the next day in Charlotte. Like, why not just stay home? Like, stay at home on the, for, that, for the front half of that back-to-back. Have a night off. He's been <laughs> carrying a, a huge load. It would make sense to me. I'd be fine with that. Give him an extra day to uh, work off his his you know turkey. On you know Friday. he eats a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, people may recall the Bucks rested him in a game in Cleveland last year that they lost, mm. um, which was unfortunate. Um, but they do have Bucks Cavs uh, in Cleveland on Friday, and then they come back home to host the Hornets on Saturday. Hornets have been friskier than I think. Back to I think pretty much. I don't know if Hornets seemed like they were the, uh, the you know, the, the whipping boys of the NBA, given just how poorly that franchise has just generally been managed from a roster standpoint. Um, but I think they've been a lot friskier than than most people expected. So I, I definitely wouldn't want to, you know, necessarily look past them on, on Saturday. Uh, but certainly look at the schedule in Cleveland Friday, hosting uh, Hornets on Saturday. You host the Knicks on Monday. Then you go to Detroit on Wednesday before getting the Clippers at home uh, a week from Friday. And then you get finally more than one day off. Um, <laughs> you get Saturday, Sunday off before having to play or host the Magic uh, on Monday, December 9th. So, so yeah, a fairly congested schedule here. I mean, only one back-to-back, but, you know. With, um, so, yeah, I would say my someone asked me the other day if, if Giannis had a DMP rest coming back. And I said, not until Middleton, Middleton is healthy. Yeah, this was before Milton was back. Yeah, exactly. um, but if he's now back, um, yeah, maybe maybe that Cleveland game is is one that you can kind of earmark and um, you uh, you let Giannis stay home an extra day and uh, and then uh, come back come back home on on Saturday. Yeah, you I mean again? You you hit the nail on the head again. There, that that was what I was waiting for as well with with Middleton um, coming back. I mean, it's it's rare that they both haven't played in a game this early in the season uh, by, by choice or whatever. Uh, you mentioned 20 minutes for, for Chris against Atlanta. So uh, you might suspect that'll, that'll bump up again, you know, providing he, he feels good uh, on, on the day off. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It just makes sense to me. I mean, at some point, uh, I remember by this time last year, Giannis, I, I believe, had missed a couple of games. He certainly missed the early one against uh, Toronto, although that was a, a concussion-type scenario there. But yeah, I think we're at about the point. Um, as you mentioned, uh, already 18 games into the season. So, yeah, we're, we're a little way in here. Um, they have been playing every other day for a while, so maybe a uh, back-to-back is not something um, that's really that necessary for him.
So we'll leave it there with Frank on this Friday episode. And as I mentioned right at the top, the Bucks are back in action tonight. They will take on the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road, on the front end of a back-to-back before they re- return home to take on the Charlotte Hornets. And while we were just speaking about the, the possibility of Giannis having a, a little bit of a rest, his first scheduled game off, if you like, uh, I'm looking at the injury report right now. This is from 8.30 p.m. Eastern time last night on Thanksgiving night. And the Bucks have actually got a few players that have been listed out already. Um, Thanasis is going to be out with a stomach uh, illness or flu type type symptoms there for Thanasis. Not that he's been playing anyway. Uh, hopefully he hasn't passed that along to uh, Giannis at the Thanksgiving uh, dinner table there. Uh, and the, But the other two outs that actually mean something. Uh, Sterling Brown is out with a right AC joint sprain. Now, I didn't see any evidence of this uh, personally in the game against the Atlanta Hawks. I'm not sure whether the, the listeners are going to be able to point out an incident or if they saw anything. I certainly didn't. But we'll wait until shoot around uh, this morning before the game against Cleveland uh, with the Bucks. Uh, Touching down in Cleveland, and we'll, we'll see if there's any update there with Sterling and whether this is anything that uh, will be monitored ongoing or it's just going to be a, a sort of a one, maybe two-game thing with Sterling. And the other one to note is Kyle Corver. Kyle Corver is out with uh, right elbow soreness. Now, he did shoot an air ball last night. So can we now... Well, we needed an excuse for a Kyle Corver air ball, right? <laughs> I mean, he just doesn't do that. So he was either fouled, there was no whistle, or he's injured. Now I see right elbow soreness. I'm willing to say that that was the reason he airballed the ball. He's got a sore arm. So that's, that's it. We can, all, we can all relax. There's, there's nothing wrong with Kyle Corver's shot. Now, on the Cleveland side of things, they got a pretty, pretty clean uh, bill of health for all the guys that, that mostly play. John Henson, uh, an old friend of ours, is going to miss this one with right hamstring strain. But Dali will be out there. And the Cavs currently sit in 5-13. and 13. We'll try and stop the Bucks from winning their 10th game in a row. Move to 16-3 and three on the season. The Cavs, after a nice start to the season, a few early wins, they were playing some pretty good basketball. And they've got some exciting young players in Garland and Sexton. And Tristan Thompson's been putting up monster numbers. And Kevin Love is... You know, looking pretty good. They're using his passing ability a lot. They're actually running a lot of pick and rolls for Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love, which is kind of wild, but it's also kind of fun. So the Cavs, uh, they play an exciting brand of basketball. The Bucks beat them earlier in the season in a game that probably dragged on a little longer than the Bucks would hope, but we've seen that being a theme uh, with Milwaukee so far. But with all these injuries, it will be interesting to note with Giannis now whether... Um, yeah, particularly with Sterling and Kyle off, a couple of guys that have been taking some serious minutes in the uh, in the rotation at the guard slash um, wing position. You know, maybe now Giannis, depending on on how this back to back looks, maybe he does play. I don't know. He's not listed on this injury report at all at this point. If you're into conspiracy theories, then you would say that Thanasis is on there with that flu illness. So then tomorrow Giannis has got a flu illness. You know, like uh, I like that type of thing. Let's let's get the conspiracy theories out there. But uh, one to watch for the Bucks. So before I wrap this up, there's just something that I wanted to, to comment on. Um, it's, it's been certainly gathering more steam, I think, as the season's gone on. And that is the coverage for the Bucks. And uh, this was something that was in the news a lot last year in the local uh, sort of Milwaukee news or a talking point amongst Bucks fans with the national coverage of the Bucks uh, just not being there. And there's no respect for Milwaukee. No one really talks about them. They're st- I mean, they're 15-3. and three. And they've won nine games in a row. 
and they've won 13 or 14 and the only game they lost was on a buzzer beater to Utah. I mean, they're playing very well. And Giannis put up 50 the other night and uh, any type of news on, on Giannis was nowhere to be seen. And um, I, I do spend some time, I, I listened to the, I think I mentioned this before, but I listened to the Kevin O'Connor and, and Chris Vernon podcast on The Ringer. I understand why some people don't listen to The Ringer at all. And I get it. There's some Boston bias there. There's no question about that. Interestingly enough, both of those guys were like, yeah, we want Giannis to stay in Milwaukee. Hopefully he's there for his whole career. And I think that is somewhat of a sentiment. I get why uh, Bucks fans certainly believe that the fact that there's no Bucks media out there is because they want Giannis out of Milwaukee. I don't generally buy that. I just think that when Milwaukee doesn't get clicks, like, and even though Giannis is out there and, and this amazing like dynamic generational talent, I just think people would rather uh, click on some other pointless Lakers news, some fight on the bench. I don't know, uh, whatever it is, uh, whatever it may be. That's what, that's what people click on. But, um, you know, I, I just want to, again, and, and first of all, Greg Popovich, if you remember, or if you don't know, last year I asked Greg Popovich a question on Patty Mills in the press conference pregame. And me and Pop sort of went uh, back and forth a little bit there. It was very funny. Popovich labeled me a selfish reporter. So I just wanted to mention that before I go on to what I'm about to say, because I have been labeled a selfish reporter, but maybe the greatest coach of all time. So this could be seen as a selfish comment, but you shouldn't be surprised by that. I've always said this with national media in regards to the Bucks. I don't really care about it. There's a number of guys. There's a handful of guys that I'm like, yeah, okay. I feel like they watch the Bucks enough that, that what they're saying is actually pretty accurate, but most of them don't. They don't watch the Bucks. The only time they've watched the Bucks was in the playoffs last year. So any news you're going to get from these guys is going to be outdated. It's going to be wrong. I was listening to something the other day where someone mentioned that Brooke Lopez was not a good defender. And this was in relation to Lopez's game-winning block on, on Donovan Mitchell the other night. And I mean, like, I didn't even know how that can be a take that someone has, that Brooke Lopez is a bad defender and not known for his shot blocking. I mean, this guy has now, ever since he stepped foot in Milwaukee, has been one of the best shot blockers in the league. He's got as good a timing as anyone. That's the type of takes you're getting from national media. So, uh, you know, I, I've always said this, and for people that get frustrated, just like stick to the local guys that are, that are actually watching the box because that's where you're going to get your best coverage and you're going to get your knowledgeable coverage. And you don't always have to agree with it. I, you guys know I like uh, a little bit of debate. I like going back and forth and I like people having their own opinions. But if it's an informed opinion, then it's fun. Let's, let's debate this. Let's talk about it. But I'm just not so sure you get that from the national media. And from what I learned last year, even if you do get national media attention, it generally seems to piss off Bucks fans. So I would say stick local. Listen to this podcast, obviously. But there's a bunch of other guys we know, our friends, Eric, Matt. They do great stuff. And I think that's where your best Bucks coverage is going to come from either way. So I just wanted to get that off my chest. But... The Bucks are back tonight. Thank goodness, because another day of NBA off would not be good for me. We are now in the stretch that leads us right up to Christmas. This is a fun, fun part of the season because this little uh, run of games where the Bucks will be playing on Christmas Day against uh, the Sixers again. There's some fun games in there. We've already spoke about that, but the Bucks need to take care of business here with the Cavs and the Hornets. Frank will be back on Monday with me to wrap up both of those games. Before Frank Madden and myself came Pittman, we hope you all had a wonderful and safe Thanksgiving and we'll be back on Monday to wrap up the Bucks doubleheader.